Great morning, everybody. Great morning. Shout out to my partner. Always, always disrespecting me before we get on. It's tradition. <laughs> what up, CC? Good morning. Good morning, Cooper. Oh, it's a it's a great morning. How you doing? Um, I'm doing well. Uh life's always got challenges, right? I'm always uh I'm always hinting I got some sort of challenge going on, but life's good. It's all good, man. You just you gotta grow, right? Go grow through the pains. Lots of growth. Um I'll be specific with this one. Um I have enough rental properties that I self manage to the point where mm. they take X amount of hours of my time per week. Mm. That it's variable time, but I don't have enough to the point where I can hire someone to take care of it for me. So mm. I'm in that, you know, when you're trying to grow your hair out, Coop, and like you're in that awkward middle stage. I'll I'll go with it. Yeah. Nah. I, not, not, well, See, that's where I'm at with these rentals. Gotcha. Like you're almost got the dreads, but not yet. Yeah, yeah. It's too short to twist. Gotcha. You know what I'm saying like can't twist them yet. Yeah, my mom usually just got the machete when we got to a certain a certain point. <laughs> it was one whack. So Yeah, you never made it. I never made it, bro. You never made it. <laughs> shout shout out to shout out to Mama Bear, Nancy Wallow, my mom's. She, I've heard some good stories. Oh, she's probably not gonna uh listen to this ever. My little sister might be listening and share it with her, but it's uh good. It's Love it. Good. Love it, man. You doing good? I'm good, man. I'm good. I'm good. You know, just again, we got we got some things we're working on. You know, um, just just learn learning through the process, man. Just learning through the process. So that's that's all. That's all, man. One hundred. Well, um, let's get into this episode this morning. All right. All right, Caleb. Bring in our guest for today. Hey, good morning, guys. This morning, we have a really close personal friend of mine, my best friend from elementary school, middle school. Um, He's currently a small business owner and a landlord. Uh, Please welcome to the show, Evan Horder. Hey, guys. How's it going? Welcome, Evan. Thanks for your time, man. Appreciate the the ask on. Uh, The first question we always ask everybody and we appreciate your time. Sorry about that. The first question we always ask everybody is, tell us a little bit about yourself, what you do, and then why you do it. Yeah, for sure. Um, you know, I'm just a small small town kid. Uh, moved to Fargo. Um, you know, spent a lot of time figuring out what I wanted to do in life. Um, and then, you know, finally, last uh, two years, things kind of started, finally started to break. And um, this last... A uh, year and a half, I bought a duplex uh, with an FHA, and uh, me and uh, another friend of mine ended up buying a moving company. So it's been pretty exciting. Nice, nice. Um, where where'd you go to? Uh, I, I assume you went to NDSU. Yeah, I did go to NDSU for two years, I believe. Two years. What'd you go for? Oh man, I started off in architecture and then switched over to engineering and then bailed. 
we we've been we've been kind of on an anti not anti college but we've been running into a question we'll ask later we won't give it away but a lot of our guests have been giving advice like yeah i don't know about college um while we're on this you know stage evan like what's your take on a college education in a 2021 America. I mean, we got to get him warmed up first. I mean, I'm, this is, hey, go I'm ahead, Cooper. Cooper right. You got to no, breathe. It's all good. We can start <laughs> out with the. Go ahead, Evan. I'm sorry. All right. Yeah, I, I got it for you guys. Well, I think you know you guys are you know intelligent men. Um, I've listened to your podcast. You speak a lot about finances, investing, and stuff like that. And I think if we look at college education from a fiscal standpoint, it just doesn't make sense anymore. Uh, the numbers don't add up. You're paying a lot of money, and I don't think you're getting all that in return. Um, you know, you look at some of these throwaway degrees. I'm not going to say any because I don't want to call anybody out. But, uh, you know, a man. lot of these degrees Throw- aren't getting anything back. Throwaway degrees. <laughs> I'm sorry. Oh. I can't take it. I'm not going to name any I'm names. Sorry. but <laughs> Caleb, be- stop it's- laughing over there, dude. Well, it's funny because it's true. Because, I mean, you you'll – they'll just come up and you hear, you know, such and such a degree or whatever. And you're like, what? Yeah. And it's not like they didn't learn something, but what value does it have? Well, so I like to say that anything worth learning, you don't need a college degree for, you can find it on YouTube. Half these professors are teaching off of YouTube, just telling you to go look up this YouTube video and it'll teach you everything you need to know. So what value are you actually getting? I mean, YouTube's free to use. Why don't you just go, you know, learn it yourself? I think. Man. Well, see yeah, you next we, week. We, Bye, everybody. <laughs> 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 yeah, we, we, we definitely live in an age where you have access, right? It's It's so much harder nowadays to make an excuse, in my opinion. I mean, everybody's got excuses, right? Sure. There's a, there's a saying with that, um, you know, whether it's, you, you know, people believe it's their economic upbringing or opportunity or skin color or you know, whatever it is. Right. Um, there's, there's something for you to fall back on if you want it. Sure. And, and maybe that's too aggressive of me to say, but I don't know. What do you think? Coop? Well, I, you know, that's, you know, the people I listen to, um, you know, if you're going if you're going to school for something specialized, by all means, technical. You know, like if you're going to yeah. go be a doctor, a lawyer. Like if if I go to the doctor, I want to know you know what you're doing. Period. Sure. You know, um, that's not the point to tell me you didn't go to school for the full eight years. You decide to drop out and do something else, and you happen to be a, like I don't care about that <laughs> when I go to the doctor, but. You know, it's, you know, in, in today's society, they talk about, you know, how they view depth, depth, right? It's like this bad thing. You don't want to do it. You don't want to touch it, buy everything cash. But then when it comes to things like education, like, yep, let's, let's, let's go into depth, uh, six figures without even, without even thinking about it, you know, and, and hopefully you find something like that you want to do or that you want to that you went to school for right out of college and that's usually not not the case i mean you know i mean i went what i went to school for i'm not doing that now not even close 
you know. All three uh, of us aren't. Yeah. All three of us aren't using our degrees. <laughs> yeah, you know. Yeah. And, but, yeah, you know, I would, true. you know, like, but when I, I, I always try to think, like, man, we got to put some, <laughs> we got to put some positivity out there. <laughs> <laughs> you know, but, like, I, I would say, though, like, for me, you know, I wish I would have known exactly what I wanted to do when I went there. But um, I think for me, like, just being able to interact with people from all different types of walks of life, you know, seeing it, seeing a new getting out of my comfort zone, getting out of the cities, you know, and, and coming to NDSU helped me open my eyes a lot. Um, and I met my wife in school. So if I didn't, yeah. if I didn't go to school, I would, uh, who knows where I would, be, <laughs> where I would be. So that's my, that's my two cents. Shout out to Lindsay, by the way, <laughs> big shout out. Oh, so, uh, I mean, I feel like there's certainly advantages. I mean, yeah, you, I mean, you hit the nail on the head, the college experience, but I think if we were to price that out, I mean, are you willing to pay? Nope. going to debt that hard for that experience. Right. Right. It, it, I'm a big believer in, you know, if, if you want experiences, you'll go make them for sure. Um, yeah. And, and college definitely, you know, you pay for them, right. They happen because you're paying a price to be there, but let's go into, let's go into more of your specific yeah. seven. Sorry you, for you know, you, yeah, you, uh, no, no, that was good. Coop. <laughs> um, but Evan, you did not, you said you bailed hard or talk, talk to us more about your college experience and how that affected you as a man. Yeah. Well, I mean, we kind of talked, Coop kind of talked about a little bit, but so I I had the traditional upbringing, you go to college, you get a, you get a good job with your college degree save, you know, that's what I was taught. Um, So I, you know, I, my mother really, you know, no offense. I think that's just what she thought was the best Avenue for me to be successful. And she just wanted the best for me. Oh, mine too. Exactly. And that's what every parent thinks when they're telling their kids this is that, you know, this is the way to do it. This is how things are done in the U.S. Um, And I got there, you know, you know, had a full, you know, head of steam, wanted to do architecture, thought that was it. Got there, wasn't for me, thought I'd change, still wasn't for me. And, you know, I figured I don't have a reason to be here. I should probably get out before I waste any more money. Um, incidentally, so left, uh, got some life experience, um, kind of settled on, I want to make something for myself, but I'm not currently making enough money to do that. Uh, I can get a, I can get a two-year degree at, a at Rasmussen in town with a high paying, uh, base job and put some money away so I can start a business, uh, which is the idea. So I did end up going back to college and getting a degree. Um, was a huge change because I was interested in it. You know, I went from uh, basically having all C's, D's, and F's in NESU to having, I think I had like a 3.6 at Rasmussen. Um, not that grad, not that grades matter, kids, but if you're interested. Um, you were, you were, you were mentally stimulated for the first time when it came to school. What yeah, it sounds like. For sure. Definitely. Cause it was something that I was interested in. That's you know, why I picked it. And, even, you know, even though I was interested, it wasn't what I was passionate about, but it was, it was part of my goals. It was a means to an end. Um, and you know, I had motivation. I had a good why. Uh, so that propelled me through, through two years of college. Mm-hmm. Man, I, I love that. Um, that's just a perfect example of you using the system. <laughs> yeah. Right. You know, you had a, you had a dream, you know, you had a goal and, and you look to what could get me to 
buying a business? Well, I don't like going to school, but that gives me the, the best chance or the, the best vehicle to get me mm. to, to my, um, you know, to my end goal, which is to put money away to buy a business. So I, <clears throat> I just, I just love that. Now that's the reason to go back to school right there. <laughs> yeah. You touched upon that. Like, you know, people that are there specifically, you know, like doctor, um, lawyer, stuff like that, where you, where you need the schooling. Absolutely. Then, you know, that's a good path. Um, I'll still fight with you on how much it costs a guy, but I mean, if that's their only avenue, that's their only avenue. But you know, for some of these throwaway degrees, like I said before, I don't know if it makes fiscal sense, but for this, it, it made sense for me because it was going to give me uh, enough earnings to, to start putting stuff away for rentals and for businesses. Love it. Love it. So let's, <clears throat> so let's talk about, you know, after you got your degree, um, you know, where, where did, you know, how did the duplex and, and the moving company um, come about? Oh man, it was kind of a whirlwind because it all happened. It all kind of happened within a few months of each other. Um, so I've been doing a lot of reading, a lot of research, and talking actually with Caleb. And he's and uh, I think it it happened when I was bartending. I had a guy from uh, he was a financial advisor. I can't remember where he was working, but it's like you young. I'm like yeah. I'm like just trying to save up some money, you know, get into real estate stuff like that. He's like okay, like dude, if I were you, I, I would try to get a fourplex with an FHA. Like, you know, you'd be, that's crazy. He knew that that's yeah. a smart dude right there. Yeah. And like, I, you know, I would have, I would have some of these ringers come into the bar every once in a while and I would just soak it up. Anything they ever said it was nice. Cause I had this guy, he was about the only guy in the bar, him and his wife. And we, we, he was trying to leave and we ended up talking for 45 more minutes. Um, and so that kind of stuck with me. Like, he's like, you know, maximize your investment you'll live rent free, like you'll live rent free, probably plus some. Uh, and then you can renovate it, do all that kind of stuff, which we got into all of it. And so it kind of stuck in my head when I finally had a little bit of money. Uh, I got a buddy who was a real estate agent in town. I'm like, Hey, like, could you keep an eye out? Like we could go look something. It's like, Hey man, like I'm, I'm happy for you. I think this is, this is really cool that you're trying to do this. Like, don't worry about it. Like I'll waive my fees, all that kind of stuff and help you out. I'm like, dude, that's amazing. Um, so we looked for a little bit, uh we looked at two fourplexes i believe um one of them was a little bit worse i almost almost i almost pulled the trigger on the other one um but it was a a little bit over my pre-approval um and so like the next day or something or pretty close to it he found this duplex he's like dude i think we really need to go take a look at this it seems like a good deal so we did and the one side was wrenched out and had really great people um, just, just amazing people. And the other side wasn't rented out yet, um, but needed a little bit of work. So I'm like, all right, well, well let's, let's, you know, it was good for a good price. I think is at the time is 142 for a duplex. Um, the one side is renting out for 575. These are not Minneapolis prices, ladies and gentlemen. No, not at all. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, you know, we got going and you know, part of our stipulation was they, they had to do a little bit of repair on the other side and there's a little bit of back and forth, but Tyler did a fantastic job. Um, so I ended up, you know, using an FHA on that. And then uh, like halfway through the buying process, they actually put somebody in on the other side. Um, so I wasn't even able to get in there, which is, I don't know, Caleb, you could probably handle that part. I'm not going to say anything about it, but 
I, I think we should. I think we should go back to. Um, I'm going <clears> to <throat> rewind the story. Sure. And we can co- we can come back to this point, but I'm going to rewind the story where you're like, nope, I'm going to get my degree in this because I'm interested in it mm-hmm. to try to make some cash. Mm-hmm. Um, to you know, start a business, do whatever, right? Um, what was your motivation? You you said you had a strong why. I don't know if Cooper and I Cooper I caught it. Yeah, I just I just didn't want. I, I looked at all these people and I just didn't want to be in the rat race. I didn't, I'm a huge, I love my freedom. If that makes sense. Like I love the ability to not work, uh, you know, nine, eight, eight, nine hours a day during like the best part of the day when you could be outside and doing stuff and out and about. Um, and I just, I didn't want to get stuck in one place for my entire life, just throwing money into a retirement account. Um, and, and part of it is that, you know, <clears throat> I've got, they say you, you make three to $4,000, um, closest to to the two people that are closest to you within, within three to $4,000 of who, who's your two best friends are. I'm butchering mm-hmm. that. Um, and at the time, like my, two I've best... never heard this quote. I'm, I'm curious yeah. Uh, yeah. I heard it from, I heard it from a financial guru and I, it really stuck with me. And at the time, like my two, my two best friends were doing really well and moving towards, you know, being financially independent. Um, and I, I liked what they were doing and I wanted to do the same. Um, so those are a couple of the reasons why, you know, I really wanted to make money and start doing my own business and own real, own real estate. You know, I think that's, yeah, that's so powerful. You know, you know, Caleb and I, we use the, uh, you're the sum of the, the five friends um, you hang around, you hang around the most or something like that. Uh, you know, it's kind, mm-hmm. it's kind of the same, the same thing. That's, that's, that's pretty sure. neat. That's pretty neat. Um, can you, can you just talk about a little bit like your, you know, was there, any fear you know like i know we kind of say this towards the end but like when you dropped out of out of college or you bail you bailed excuse me you you, you quit, quit college yes, you quit yeah. you didn't drop out sorry <laughs> like no but i'm saying like i love this yeah. question so like what was the thought process like did people think you were crazy how'd you deal with yeah. the adversity oh man yeah it was really tough um so I, I actually, it was a year and a half at NDSU because I got done that third semester. Um, it really sucked because Caleb and I were roommates at the time. Left him. Didn't want to do Shout that. Out. Yeah. Um, I got home, which is right around Christmas break. My mom cried for like a long time. Didn't know what I was going to do. Thought I was just going to end up being nothing. That's um, crazy. I didn't know what I was, I didn't know what I was going to do. Um, had no idea. Thankfully, like this is this part of the story is honestly like super, super crazy because I ended up um, my I had two buddies that were going to college. Actually, yeah, two buddies going to college down in the cities at, at Applebus. Um, and it's a two year Christian school, two year Christian school. And they're like, just come down here. We'll take care of you. Like, we'll figure this out. I'm like, you know, I guess it's it's better than than just sitting in Grafton and ending up working at the shop, you know, my whole life. Um, I went down there 
uh, I basically, I basically applied for this college, got in the next day, drove down the day after and had, and my buddy found a job for me. So like within four days I was down there and had a job set up. Um, so I, I could make, make some money at least, um, and just, and keep plugging along. Hmm. That's crazy. That's crazy. How, how, I, I'm going to, I'm, I'm making you dig deeper. Uh, how did you how did you live with being labeled as a failure according to society that part didn't really bother me i feel like i had had like people thinking writing me off since i was young um you know i in my head like i just never wanted to i never wanted to give up and be that kid that just stayed in town and just found you know just worked odd jobs uh, you know, made 30k my whole life and lived off that. I didn't want to do that, so I, I guess I never really like wrote myself off. I always try to keep improving, and like if you look at it, like improvements for me were very minuscule. Like when I got to Minneapolis, I was working a BS job for cash uh, with this guy that Sandadell logs, um, and the next year I was working at an O'Reilly's warehouse. Uh, which working at a warehouse sucks, but I was getting paid better. Um, got to do like a little bit of management. Um, got to manage Caleb. That was amazing. Don't, don't, let that don't, down. don't go there, man. <laughs> <laughs> I was just going to say, uh, shout out to O'Reilly's. I mean, shout out to all the little odd jobs you have throughout your life that teach you something yep. that you use later. You know, working at that warehouse, the biggest thing it probably taught us, Evan, mm-hmm. um, was yeah i'm not going to be in a position where this is like this is my uh, you know i'm gonna punch in at 4 30 in the morning and punch out at 2 30 yeah. and retire in 43 years no I, I, this ain't it no you took you took a look at those lifers there and we just were like mm. it, yeah. it motivated you the other way didn't it oh 100 100 um and you know then then i ended up moving back to Fargo and there was definitely some setbacks there, um, you know, which could have ended up being pretty terrible, but you know, you get a good support system and you can really, you can really push through a lot of stuff. Can you, can we, um, let's talk a little bit now, Caleb, can we, can we fast forward back to the duplex? Yeah, let's, let's go back to where we're, we're buying the duplex where we're making moves. Yeah, so so the duplex. So can can you just talk a little bit? So they put someone in the other unit or the other side. Yeah, they filled they filled the duplex after the purchase gotcha. agreement, which is kind of a no no. But they just did it. Okay. Because mm-hmm. um, with an FHA, I'm supposed to supposed to live there for a year gotcha so so how so how how did you deal with that you know what you know like what were the next steps for you um you know i didn't want to be that landlord so i wasn't going to boot a guy out a month you know a couple weeks after he after he moved in um so i just i did the best i could i claimed it as my residence sent all my mail there um you know try to be over there a bunch and work on stuff uh you know, I just did the best I could. So, like, okay, so I, I assume you found another spot then. I assume. Yeah, I hadn't, I hadn't broken my gotcha. lease. Gotcha. Okay. Okay. 
so I was still I was still good. Cool, cool. Um, so that wasn't too much of a problem. But gotcha, gotcha. So, so that happens now. Can we can we start to talk about how the how the whole moving company? I want to I want to talk about the oh, haters okay. first, Coop. We talk about them every week, um, bro. Then we, the, well, yeah, that's true. <laughs> we we can go to the we can go to the moving company next, but anytime you do something that's different, mm. you have haters, oh, right? Definitely. And and Evan decided like, okay, I'm gonna buy a duplex, and most people don't do rental properties. Um, how'd you deal with the hate? I mean, you said you don't. You say you don't let it affect you, and it doesn't. But like, what, what kind of growth did it cause you to have? You know, going against um, the grain. Well, like I feel like most of the people that I'm close and friends with and talk to, like, understand the power of real estate. Um, you know, my my parents were because so it's very interesting. You know, we talked about education a little bit. Um, I think I heard you guys mention in one podcast that you don't, that nobody really teaches financial education. Nope, they don't. Um, exactly. But oddly enough, I had had a really good role model that kind of that was doing like a lot of the stuff these financial people will tell you. Um, you know, my grandpa had rental properties and had a business and was, you know, running it all into a dump LLC. So he's just dumping profits into that, you know, a separate LLC. And just had like a really good business setup, um, but so but my parents were the ones that had to take all that stuff stuff over when they passed. So they have really bad um, memories of owning rental properties. So they were a little bit nervous when I decided that I wanted to get a rental property. There's some people in my family that said I really need to think about it. Um, shoot, I was just telling Coop, I'm. I'm in the thick of some management right now. <laughs> um, but uh, are you willing to do what other people won't, um, you know, to to leverage your future, right? Yeah. Well, and Caleb knows this, but, you know, I, I had some, I had some doubts, you know, just, just, I don't know, one, one or two months ago, I called him and was like, dude, I got to dump this property. Um because I had, I had my good tenants move out and the other guy was, was out of work and wasn't, wasn't paying rent. We were trying to get a rent bridge from the state. And I, I walked in, I hadn't, they were living on the other side when I had bought the place. So I kind of got a look at it, but not like an in-depth look. Um, and when I got in there, it needed a lot of work. And I, I, you know, everything that I ever thought about owning rental properties started to come to the forefront of my mind. I'm like, oh, come on, man, I can't, I can't do this right now. You know, in the middle of COVID, mm-hmm. um, you know, I'll call my friends and like, dude, I got to find a way to dump this property. It's not working out. Um, they're like, oh, you know, you don't want to lose property, but if you think that's the right way, I mean, maybe think about it for a little bit, you know, and so i settled down and thought about it. I'm like, yeah, you know, I don't want to lose property. If I can make it through this, you know, it'll still be a good investment. So, um, decided to hold on to it. Right now we're renovating the one other side. Um, so, I mean, I feel like for me, like it's not always like the outside influence of like people saying you can't do this for me. Like it's a lot of time, like, dude, are you sure you can do this? Like, 
you know it's working for other people but is it going to work for you i I don't know that's kind of how i feel sometimes i I love it because you still did it anyways like like that that right there uh man that was powerful like just man looking looking the beast in the face and just you know take i mean obviously it's scary i mean like I get it, but I, I just love how, again, that's why you got to have people around you that, you know, you got to have the right people around you. You know, you talk to them, you know, and then you said that one of the guys told you to just sit and think about it. You know, too many times people yeah. make decisions like that, like, oh, it's not working. I can't do it. Um, da, 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 whatever. Just dump the property. But here you are, like, kept it through the most craziest time in history um, renovating the property. Um, and you, I assume you bought the moving company somewhere in there. We still haven't talked about it yet. I'm, I'm still waiting. Um, <laughs> I, I'm going to lay that. I'm going to lay that one up. But next. no, that was, that was, that was uh, good. Cool. Evan. Like, cool. just, out, just listening to it. Like, Chill I feel out. like sometimes we don't get enough of the, the sucky times. You, you know, the, 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 the sucky times on here yeah. and so just hearing you talk about that that it's not always um rosy you know there are going to be those times and i just no. love how you know you just gotta you just gotta gut it out like you it's crazy because we talk about the 99 percent and the one percenters well you can apply that really to anything you do in life like how many people do we know that got into real estate and then got out like they had one unit and I was like, oh nope, didn't work. Whatever. You know, and that's that's their real estate mm. uh experience, right? Yeah, exactly. And, jaded you too. Know? and then yeah. you got guys like Evan who, hey, let me think about it. You know, I know the power of real estate. We're going through a crazy time. Let me let me just stick it out and and you know, push through this and and still come out on top. So I I, I would say that real estate has been always will be like sexy right like oh real estate oh passive income right Mm -hmm. and it's it's not (laughs) passive it's the furthest thing from passive you've ever heard of until you've owned the property for 20 years or built the portfolio up to x amount of size where you created you know you know this this is you know America, right? You literally created a, a fifty thousand dollar salary for someone, you know, to manage your. Like we had Tyler Anderson on the podcast. Um, I think he owns one hundred and seventeen units, mm-hmm. and he still self manages because because he's a grinder, right? Yeah. But he's at a point where, if he chose to, he could donate. he could donate a, a very large portion of his cash flow mm-hmm. to paying someone to then making it passive. So that that's the little point I'll make um, in regards to just, you know, real estate as an investment. Um, but so we got the duplex, we're still working on the duplex <clears throat> and not only, Dude, you need to get your setup like figured out, bro. Cooper's alluding to 
something that never happened because he's going to edit it out <laughs> like a god. Um, I'm not, you know what, man. Anyways, apologies on anyways. the technical difficulties, guys. Um, man, another good episode, though. Oh, well, this was a great episode. This was a great episode. Um, man, where do we start? I heard I heard a quote today, Coop. That was, uh, "Education is the thief of action," mm. and I think it kind of applies to where like Evan just kind of took action. It's not like he didn't educate himself, but he didn't spend a lot of time, you know, analyzing. You know, he just, he just you know, Phil Knight. You know, let's let's just do it. Let's just do it. Yep. Shout out to that book, by the way. Like, I still don't understand how Nike is a company. I... <laughs> they should not have succeeded, dude. Honestly. Hey, that's how. Hey, those are the best stories, though. That book is amazing. I think that about is, it all the time. That that is the best. That is the that is a that are, those are the best stories, man. Um. No, so takeaways for me, man. Um, again, I've kind of been alluding to this the last couple of episodes, um, but man, starting a business like if you got the if you got the willingness to succeed, like the drive, it, I mean, it doesn't take a whole lot to start a business. I mean, Dollar you don't need a dream. You don't, you don't, you don't need a, a fancy degree. Uh, you don't need experience. I mean, just, I mean, Evan and Tyler like bought a company in the midst of COVID and Evan is run, is running the show and has no business experience. So I'm sure now he's got, you know, he's getting some now, but like he's on the fast track. Yeah. He's on the accelerated course. Just just figuring it out on the go. I'm just I'm just saying it's not you know, but he but I mean he's a driver though. I mean I mean he, he he's a driver, dude. Um and then I just love the having a purpose, right? And I'm sure we had other guests um allude to this or say this, but I love how he had a goal you know, get a, get a nice paying job to put money aside to buy a business. So he used the education, his two-year education, um, to get him to that goal. Or, or I like to say he's using that vehicle, right? Mm-hmm. Um, it's not, it's not the prettiest. It's not, it's not the, the sexiest, but it, it got the job done, you know? And, and again, he said he wasn't, he's not passionate about it, you know, and I, I feel like, and this is probably another podcast, but we, you, we talk about in today's society, it says, oh, you need to do what you love, uh, yada, 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 all this other stuff. And it's like, I mean, you listen to a lot of these big players. That's one of the things they say is like, you need to learn to do things that you don't like. You know, you need to be able to to learn and accelerate in things that you don't like, so then you can invest or 
then do the things that you want to do. Um, so hearing, hearing him say that was, uh, was great. And then, you know, I really love his, like his real estate story, right? Because, you know, some of the guys we've had on here, you know, you know, like your guy, Tyler Anderson, like some of the bigger players, like they got all the pretty stuff. And like, we got Evan who's like in the thick of it (laughs) right now, you know, but Hey, dude, it all starts with one. It all starts with one. Exactly. Imagine how much, you know, the first time you do something. Oh, right. Yep. Yep. And, and I love how he didn't give up. He's still sticking with it because that's the biggest thing. Like, you know, like I was saying, like, you know, you have the one percenters and you have the 99%, but you really can apply that to basically anything in life. You're always going to have the one group that is super successful in something. And then the other group that tried it didn't, didn't get to where they want it. And then they just went on doing something else, but they were in that thing, you know, and think they know it all. Right. Um, so yeah, man, I just, this was great, dude. This was great. Another, another good episode. It's always good to talk to an entrepreneur. Um, if you guys want to be on the podcast, if you, if you guys know somebody that we should interview. Okay. Uh, you go. Okay. You go taking a detour. All right. Got it. Give, give us a shout out. As Coop always likes to say, please like subscribe, <laughs> leave us a review. <laughs> um, n- another great episode. I mean, my, my takeaways are take action and there's no perfect, you know, picture step a, B and C then you're, then you're there. Right. Like just, Keep pushing, make moves, figure it out on the way. Figure it out. That's all I got, man. You took you took all my uh uh last minute comments. I'm I'm a versatile. I'm very versatile. It's all good, bro. That's, that's all you need to know, man. Whatever, whatever you need to do, man. I'm very versatile. Hey, when right. the uh, when the Packers play, bro? When's the Super Bowl? <laughs> oh my. <laughs> I can't take you, dude. I'm, uh, a serious question. Uh, all right, okay. I can't take you, dude. I'm a great episode. See you next week, everybody. See you next week. Man, you're unbelievable, dude. I liked it. I'm seeing the winter way busier than I thought I would. Hey, sorry, fellas. Nah, you're unbelievable, dude. In a good way. What What happened? I have no idea. You know what? You know what that just did, right? And, and I created 15 minutes of work for you. Yep, it's all good though. I love you. I, I love you, bro. I, um, <laughs> I was gonna talk about passive ink, like how real estate isn't passive, right? And then I was gonna ask Evan about the moving company. Then, okay. Yeah, sure. Yeah. yeah. So before, mm-hmm. so before we go to the moving company, I just want to say, like, real estate investing—it's very sexy and. Everyone loves to call it passive investing, but it's really not until either your properties are paid off or your portfolio gets so large where like you can pay someone to just deal what you have to deal with in running a business, right? It's, it's, it's a business. And we, we even had investors like Tyler Anderson on the podcast who has, you know, hundreds of units to where like, he still didn't necessarily feel the need to hire somebody yet, you know, because of his, his current goals. So here you are, Evan, you have this duplex that 
you know, you're still stabilizing, if you will. But then you decide, oh, I'm going to go in on a business as well. What was what was going on there? Um, yeah, well, at the time, uh, work, the job that I had was going, was going really terribly with COVID. Um, and I knew that their upper management was bad when I took the job. Um, but really it was just a, it was just a, it was a stopgap for my overall goal, which was to get enough money to get a business. So it was never a long-term thing. Um, so kind of right at the breaking point of where I was at this job and how they were handling COVID. Um, my buddy Tyler, uh, calls me and he goes, Hey, uh, my financial advisor guy just put me onto this business. I think we need to go take a look at the books. And I'm like, okay, yeah, let's go take a look at the books. Uh, so we went and took a look at the books and, uh, you know, it was, he had really good profit margins. Uh, he didn't want a lot for the company. We were getting a lot for what we were paying for, I think. Um, and so we met with him through all his stuff, talked with him for a little bit and we had done. And, you know, Tyler's like, so like, you want to do this? You know, you're going to be the day to day. Um, you know, I'm not going to be very involved. Uh, but you know, he had the money to front. Um, and he, you know, I think he was, comfortable with me taking over um so i was like yeah i mean this is what i want to do it's like okay we'll do this we'll do this 50 50 um you'll handle the day-to-day and i'll come in if you need me um and we'll get working on the steel uh so and then after that everything just kind of went pretty fast uh i started i went and worked a couple times with the guy to to get a hang of what his moves look like um how he handled, how he handled his business, um, what kind of assets and stuff he had, uh, what we were getting out of the deal. Um, you know, he had 12 or 16 years of experience in the moving company. Um, so he had really been around for a long time and had a, had a lot of knowledge. Um, so, you know, we just saw a fantastic opportunity. Um, you know, one of those deals you just can't pass up. Those are those moves that like, in the midst of COVID, though. See, that's the thing. You have you have all that feet. There's always going to be something. <laughs> Man. Yeah, it was a little nerve-wracking at first. Uh, in, like, in the first couple weeks, right after I left my job, there's two weeks after I left my job into where I started when we took over with the moving company, which was September 1st of, the, of 2020, where I was – really questioning what I was doing. I was like, dude, you just left a good job with really great benefits uh, to, to do this company. But I had seen his numbers. I knew the numbers were strong even through COVID. Um, and, uh, and basically it was, it was on me and Tyler to make this thing go um, a little bit me just because of the day to day and, you know, running the employees and making sure the trucks were up and running and getting these moves scheduled and stuff was, was ultimately with me um but you know you gotta take a chance somewhere and um you know i had you know you just had um you guys just had um alex zickman on the show on the on the show he's actually he's he's my cousin um and he 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 was talking about yeah he was talking about um how it's nice to have a have a partner with him when he was thinking about that first rental and you know it's nice having someone 
you know, like Tyler uh, in the background, you know, even if I, if something weird goes on one day and I can just be like, dude, it's been a weird day. He'd be like, I get it, man. Like, let's talk about, let's talk it through. Um, It's been really helpful. Uh, So it it couldn't have gone better. Um, The first few months, I think we're five, six months in now and things have been going really well. Um, Slowed down in the winter a little bit, but um, things are about to start picking back up here in the spring. So it's been a, and this has all kind of happened in the last can we switch? Can we switch? Cool. You got one? No, no. I got a couple oh, questions. Okay. Here. <laughs> so Evan, b- before you <laughs> bought, before you and Tyler bought this business, what was what was your business experience before yeah. that? Um. Yeah. As Man. a business owner, next I, to none. I hope every, um, I hope everyone heard that. Yeah. I heard everyone heard that. Yeah. Um, um, so I've, I've been playing a lot of catch up, um, been doing like a lot of research on taxes and how to set up, how to set up a business like this and, um, what's the best way to pay everybody out. And the, the guy that we bought it from wasn't, uh, you know, it wasn't exactly kosher. So, you know, we're having to do some catch up with that. Um, so yeah, it's definitely, been man, a learning experience, I, 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 I love that. I love the grit, man. We, I mean, I just want to talk about the fear aspect because it sounds like there wasn't, I don't know. Can you just talk about that for you? You left your, your job during COVID. Yeah. Like, yeah. I left. Yeah. Technically a government job. I think um, it was a nonprofit uh, that got paid out through the state, um, worked with mental health individuals. So like the pay wasn't, you know, anything outstanding, but the benefits were really, really good. Um, and that was probably the scariest part was, you know, I think I went, I think I went uninsured for like a month. Um, that was extremely terrifying cause I'm kind of injury prone. Um, that was, I mean, the whole thing, it, I'm yeah. happy it happened fast. So it didn't really yep. leave me a lot of time to think about it in depth. Um, cause otherwise I yeah. probably would have been terrified. Um, but it, it did, it happened really fast from the point where we met with the guy to the point of the sale and where I took over. Uh, it was, and it's still, it's still going to be terrifying. There's, you know, there's going to be situations that I've never run into that are going to be extremely scary. Um, you know, we're talking about, you know, a moving company where we move people's possessions, you know, there's every possibility that something could go wrong on a move and we could end up in small claims or, you know, somebody could sue us. I don't know. Any number of things could happen. Um, but at the end of the day, it'll still be a learning experience. Um, and, you know, we'll learn and adapt and move on. Hmm. From that. Love it. Love it. All right, Caleb, I'm done. Um, okay. You got the duplex. Uh, obviously, it sounds like the moving company, you know, that I mean, you got struggles in both of them, but you're operating what's 2021 look like? And then what, you know, what sure. are the 2025 goals? What, what, what's our plan there? Um, 2021, I want to keep expanding. I want to solidify the business, uh, our moving company. Uh, I would like another rental property. If I could, if I could squeeze into, that would be great. Um, that, that would be 2021. That'd be a good 2021 for me. Um, 2025. I mean, I've got, you know, part of, part of doing this whole business and getting rentals, like 
I've got, you know, uh, who's it? I think it was um, not Steve Jobs. Um, maybe Steve Jobs. One of those billionaires talks about how he, he kept note cards in his back pocket and wrote ideas for things uh, throughout the day. And I've been doing that for a while and I have business ideas that I want to get started, but that require a little bit of money. So I kind of feel like I'm trying to trying to build up my pay, my PayPal and sell it so I can get Tesla and SpaceX going, you know, um, there's bigger things that I want to do. Uh, whether I can do them, I have no idea, but I'm, I'm probably going to try. Um, but you know, everything requires some capital. So that, that would be 2025 would be mm. get another couple, couple companies mm. started. Love it. This is great. This is great. Caleb, what's up? Uh, let, let's get into some of these finals. Um, Evan, what kind of advice do you give your 18-year-old self? <laughs> let's, let's take the futuristic knowledge, gambling, you know, back to the future sports almanac. Let's, let's take that out of it, you know. Uh, <laughs> Um, God, I mean, what wouldn't you try to tell your 18 year old self, you know, I mean, I feel like there's so much I'd want to tell him, but I think maybe the, like the number one is just like, go out there and get experience, um, get experience, meet as many people as you can, um, find a few good friends. Uh, I think that would be pretty good advice. You know, if I had one thing to tell my 18 year old self, man, where Evan, where can, um, do you do you, what do you do to still uh grow like grow yourself? Uh I try to read um as much as I can. Um that's been a little bit more difficult in the last year, so I've kind of switched over to doing audiobooks when I'm driving because I'm on the road a lot. Um what I like hearing I like hearing people talk about their success. I like examples and um, you know, Gary V, um, podcasts like this, uh, you know, anything I can, I can get my hands on and listen to, um, really keeps me motivated. Love it. Love it. Love it. Where, where can our, uh, followers, um, link up with you? Yeah. If you got any personal questions, uh, my email is just evan.horter, H-O-R-T-E-R at gmail.com or if you want us to to help you out with a move uh we've got a website at uh goaffordablemovers.com be happy to help you out um we've got really great prices can we get a promo code uh, for the episode yeah can we get 80 80 percent off a promo Um, code oh oh. caleb why would you do that Oh, there we I'll go. Give you guys five percent yeah, of the sales. Yeah, that's what I'm talking about. <laughs> <laughs> but you, you got to plug this me every. You got to plug me every episode. Go affordablemovers.com. Hey, we we appreciate your time, Evan. We appreciate your wisdom. Um, uh, this is a good episode, man. I, I appreciate you taking the time for us. Hey, thank you. Um, you guys have a great podcast. I'm excited to see where it goes in the future. 
um, keep uh, keep bringing good content. And hey, you know, thanks, Evan. Appreciate you. <laughs> <laughs> all right, Evan. Thanks. All right, guys. Bye. It's been real.